0: This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality.
1: Hey there, this is Kyle Hebert, the voice of Gohan from Dragon Ball Super. And you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Excuse me, Gohan, this is more of a narrator type thing. Uh, okay... Just do it more like a next time on Talk Time Live. Uh, next time on Talk Time Live. Don't quit your day job, Gohan. It's time. Talk time. Let's go. and let's get it talk time let make comics movies and games the come on and let's get it talk time and make comics movies and games the come on and let's get it talk time live anime, comics,
0: Everybody. Happy New Year and welcome to the first Talk Time Live of 2021. I am your host, Xavier Josiah. I hope everybody had a great and safe New Year's holiday and holiday season as well. It's been taxing for us, as we all know, but we finally made it. Uh, be real, like uh, congratulations. And I'm happy that a lot of people have made it out in any form or fashion. And thoughts and prayers to anybody who has not and the families and friends of anybody who has gone through a lot this year it's, its I mean last year I should say it is a brand new year um, hopefully with it being a brand new year that we also have brand new hope brand new positivity and we move forward to a greater more successful year uh, it's going to be it's, it's not going to be easy it's going to take some time everything that we want to happen is not going to happen in a flash but we work together we do this right. We stop being spoiled and entitled and really, you know, work together and work hard. It can happen easily, just as easily as it is to, you know, wreck everything and be reckless towards everything. But I'm not here to just to talk about that. I'm also here to talk about the best of 2020. There was some good that came out of 2020. Some good that allowed us to keep our sanity, to keep some type of normacy, to keep us calm and collective while quarantined and we're here to celebrate that more than ever we do this every year this is no different but this is the most significant of any year that we ever got a chance to do this and we're going to check that out in our talk topic today so we're going to go over the best of 2020 which is something that i do every year with our acmg facebook group so all of the results from this will be based on the votes From members of acmg the facebook group and if you want to be a member of the acmg facebook group all you got to do is have a legit profile uh a profile that you use on a regular basis a profile that you use as yourself uh introverts you are welcome but you have to you have to show your true self you have to show that you are interactive and you want to have fun you want to meet new friends and you want to enjoy the same things that they do what's what's the harm in that think about that and if you want to do so you go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash acmg1 go there and trust me when i tell you we provide content we provide a feel and a vibe that no other facebook group has we are the wakandas we don't let everybody in it's all about quality over quantity here at acmg and trust me when i tell you we're going to talk about why but before we do that Before we get down to it, I do have to give my annual thank yous to it for a lot. And even before we do that, I got to talk about the most craziest 24 hours I had um, involving Apple. And I'm going to praise Apple right now. I'm going to give them free, you know, free endorsement as if they ain't needed at all. Because Apple, it's Apple. Apple is... Uh, the same amount of quality that you would see from disney and if anybody's ever been to disney world or disneyland you know exactly what i'm talking about P- the best customer service followed by the best quality and the best investment i could ever have i uh, i you know aside from i won't go my limit to apple is you know my pc i feel like you know as great as their you know pc their you know, max R and their Gs, whatever you know uh, version of their computers that they have. I still am PC for life, <laughs> but in terms of tablets and smart technology, I can't go wrong with the iPhone and iPad, the Apple uh Watch. I can't go wrong, but their customer service is tremendous, and I tell you why. It all has to do with my stupid ass doing something ridiculously stupid i caught i totally went off guard here i totally like i i'm normally so it maybe this is me getting old i don't know what the hell but i'm usually so on point when it comes to keeping things mint condition and doing things and i've i've owned ipads for years And always kept them in great quality, kept them in mint condition. Always made sure I had it by my side all the time, like the American Express only home without it stuff like that. So even if it's it never happens. So my wife and I went out uh, today, uh, yesterday to so she could get a few things from Barnes and Noble, and you know we could hang out and just get out. We haven't gotten out in quite a while. It was a pretty fair nice day, you know, fair day, and here in Philadelphia, and we managed to. You know get out and stuff like that i brought my ipad iP- uh, with me because a lot of times my wife tends to take a long time plus you know i the black in me wanted to make sure that like you know it, it that's a whole nother discussion but um i brought my ipad with me just to assure that i wouldn't be totally like bored from being in barnes and noble first of all i haven't been in a bookstore in god knows how long because i get everything digital <laughs> the second reason it's just like if anybody tries to even come at me wrong I have some recording material I have some things that I can feel you know a little bit secure you know because I I, I'm not gonna lie you know since this whole since 2020 happened and everything happened you know I I have a slight bit of concern when going out to the streets and you know wondering how things are because you never know you know these these incidents keep happening still things happening so i bring my ipad with me just in case and you know it was all good we went to barnes and nobles went there got a few things got some really interestingly cool things like this marvel cookbook that i'll be talking about uh in the near future um But that was a pretty cool thing. Uh, So we got that and she got her planner and all this stuff. And we got a few other trinkets from over there. So then we went out to South Street. You know, if you're from Philly, you know, South Street, you know, regardless of what it is now, it is still the spot. And thank goodness, Lorenzo's is still around there. Lorenzo's, for those who don't know, I mean, there's always talk about Pat Steaks and Jim Steaks and Geno's and all that stuff. And to be honest, if you're from Philly, we consider all that overrated. (laughs) <laughs> there are much better place steak places to go than jim's and gino's and pat's shout out to iska bibble shout out to larry's steaks and and uh you know st joseph st joseph university out there you know there are better places to have cheesesteaks out there way way better those are the touristy marketed heavily marketed you know touristy spots that everybody recommends if you watch shazam it's on air and i hate it <laughs> but i digress we went down to lorenzo's lorenzo's is is significantly in legendary known for having the best pizza in terms of like just a simple slice which is ginormous it's this huge slice of pizza and not only that it's just a cheese pizza i normally don't get cheese pizza from anywhere i know i'm gonna get to my point sooner or later but i gotta lead on gotta i gotta get to the lead but um it's an insanely huge pizza if you if you like type in if you google like philly lorenzo's pizza you'll see how huge this pizza is it's ginormous just a slice you only need a slice it, it's just, uh, one slice is, is damn near equivalent to like three quarters of a small pizza <laughs> but their sauce and everything is just awesome so we you know we shout out to my man t because he took a picture on facebook of his kid actually eating that pizza which kind of led us to this situation now so still got my ipad with me we got the pizza We went out, decided, you know, we got to the car, decided we take a self, you know, selfie, you know, just to share, you know, with friends on Facebook. Did that. All right, cool. Got to got my phone. Somehow forgot my iPad, which was just happened to be on top of the car. (laughs) So I think at this point, you don't need a crystal ball to predict the obvious as to what happened there. We got into the car. We drove off. We got home about like seven minutes to take to, for us to get home from, self, uh, from South Street. And at that point in time, the minute that we parked and stopped, and I looked, and I'm like, wait, where's my iPad? <laughs> and lo and behold, we looked and we checked the car. It was not there. It was not anywhere. So thank goodness I used my smart tech, you know, thoroughly, and I used my find my iPhone. We detected that of all places it was like in a Schuylkill River, some like one mile from us so we end up driving back you know it was still in that area it didn't seem like it was being taken away but my thought was it was on top of the car we drove away there's no magnet that's gonna you know strong enough that's gonna stick to the top of the car so chances are it was on the top for I'm surprised it lasted that long on top of the car because we were from South Street that was like half of at least damn near half over half half a mile uh of driving and it landed over the bridge in the university city where we just entered so we managed to get back and the last place that it was detected it was there the bridge of the schuylkill river and it just so happened i got out of the car i started tracking it down using my um you know finding my iphone app found it unfortunately i found it but i found it i found it ran over <laughs> by possibly dozens of cars within the last seven minutes of it being in now take note my also connected with it was my apple pencil so that is also that was also missing too but the good news is i found it it was there unfortunately it was absolutely utterly destroyed uh and even worse i didn't have apple care because normally i know i normally don't i i've owned like i said i still have my old ipad Uh, that I, my 12 inch that I've had before I went to the the new pro main condition. I had the other ones that's still in great shape, but cause normally they usually be in a bag. I don't normally carry it in my hand all the time. Like I normally do. Like I did yesterday. So this one was destroyed and we needed to get a brand new one. Um, my wife is going to be the hero of this (laughs) in so many ways. So we managed to, you know, it was like two hours till they like closed And so we drove right back down to the Apple store. I haven't been to the Apple store since pre-COVID when it was still like a club scene in there. That is all changed now. Not only do you have to get in a line to get in there, you have to get a, you have to get reservations to get in there. It's that deep. Um, But all we wanted to do, which is go in there and buy something. And they almost didn't let us in. I had to call Apple. To try to get a reservation, see if I could get one out because I was at the store when I called them. Um, they couldn't get me in. Apple Care couldn't get me in. Uh, so the last resort was one of the staff who was out there with the guards that was getting people in. My wife was was like I in her the whole entire time because she was talking to a guy. The minute that she stopped talking to the guy and we I gave up, you know, talking to them. She walked over there, took the initiative, was took assertiveness. Like a boss like the boss that she is she is the owner of her own proprietor uh and entrepreneur of her own business she took the initiative like a boss and talked to the woman i luckily had the ipad the damaged ipad with me so she got to see exactly what the hell went on and i we, we explained to her that all we want to do is buy a brand new one it's an in and out type of thing she nicely even though the guards had to do their job and say that we couldn't get in, you know, she nicely contacted the staff inside, let them know that we just wanted, you know, to replace everything, the keyboard, the uh, pencil and everything. And we're purchasing. Cause I think everybody else that was in line was, you know, there for Apple care services or some type of repair service or whatever like that. Now nah, we just, we want to give you money. <laughs> so by the grace of goodness and the assertiveness of my wife, to take the initiative to go there and talk to her and i'm seeing that you know showing her the actual damaged ipad we were able to get in we were able to get in and boom we got a brand new ipad uh new air uh apple pencil and the keyboard all set and i got the brand new ipad the brand new ipad with the new camera and the mics and everything so oh my goodness what a day that pizza that pizza that Barnes and Noble strip cost 15 grand, $1,500 for God's sake. Oh my goodness. But honestly, it it was, you know, I'm just glad we were able to do it because, you know, I used my iPad for, you know, doing the show for, yeah, for other things for designing and everything like that. So it was very vital that, you know, I get this ASAP and thank goodness we got it all taken care of. So thank you to Apple and Walnut street for, you know, Pushing on because it was a rarity uh it was it was a rarity there to, for that to happen um you know thank the, thank the guards everybody that went on to that so it was just what a what a way what a way to start off 2021 and i hope that is not an indication of any more craziness happening i hope that's the craziest thing that happened this year uh as far as that so thank you guys for that and i'll tell you because we don't need another 2020. If I if I want anything out of 2020, it is the great things that has happened on this show. Uh, segueing into that, I also want to thank a lot of people involved in the process of what happened last year for Talk Time Live. You know, as you know, 2020 hit, and what originally was supposed to happen did not happen, and what originally was supposed to happen. Uh, for those who don't know, or the listeners who are new to this, I was supposed to be hosting some more panels for Read Pop for um, their comic uh, their comic convention uh, here in Philadelphia called Keystone Comic Con, and for the first time ever, New York Comic Con, which is like the big one, the second biggest or equally biggest event of the year uh, to that of San Diego Comic Con, and. I was so close to finally getting my first time at you know NYCC, and not only that, not only being my first time, but also hosting a panel at that event. It was about to pop off in the biggest way for Talk Time Live and ACMG, and unfortunately, due to the due to the pandemic and COVID virus, of course that did not happen. Everything got canceled, and it was just crazy. So how the hell was I going to top what I did last year? hosting the uh art of street fighter panel with Longvo and chamba followed by the voices of overwatch panel with um fred tattishore and uh Char- and charlotte chung which was absolutely a huge milestone event of 2019 bar none a, one of the like possibly one of the biggest things to happen for acmg uh possibly since the nomination for um philly geek award absolutely one of the biggest milestones to date and how could I top this well some, some way in the worst year in history Talk Time Live has managed to do that by having the biggest amount of guests in any year that this that this uh, brand has actually had more interviews than any other year of TTL and I gotta say without a doubt I gotta give major thanks to the guests and i'm going to name it all in 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 the list of all the people that have come this year starting with jeffrey thorne who came in last year jeffrey thorne you know the showrunner for uh, avengers black panthers quest and i believe the executive producer of the power spinoff ghost starring method man and Mary j Blige. he he you know ended up handling that project and i heard great things i'm about to watched the entire series and binge watched that uh professor Ant- uh Antoine Foreman who came on to talk about the uh entrepreneur he was the uh professor of ship and uh he in marketing and we talked about the video game industry in terms of uh their marketing and 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 you know process uh, you know the, the loot crate systems and all that uh, jazz so we we got it down to talking about that, Rebecca Ryan, A.K.A. Foxy Roxy Cosplay, who normally is one of the major winners of San Diego Comic Con and a lot of comic book um, conventions uh, for cosplaying and craftsmanship. She is just absolutely awesome. Been waiting to talk to her for quite some time, and she's she was awesome on the show. Matt Bozen of Way Forward talking uh, to him about Shantae and the Seven Sirens, which came out, which was an awesome game. Great Casavan the writer and game developer of the award-winning Hades, the much-talked-about Hades game that came out last year. It was awesome. Ben Fiquette, the art director of Streets of Rage 4, was awesome to talk to him all the way from Paris, uh, France. It was just awesome. I wish, I hope uh, for him the best. And he was also nominated for a game award for that as well. um, Lizard Q Games and everybody involved in that as well. Um, My man Megaran, the voice and uh our recording artist of the show came on to you know talk about everything that he was going through during covid and everything that he's doing now he kept it going throughout the covid era it you know didn't hurt him but so much out there my man the chamba or chamba i should say um he was my guest at the art of street fighter panel my first my very first live panel ever uh you know capcom udon artist got a chance to talk to him all the way from australia Cal Habert wasn't on the show this year, been on the show like three times, but he looked out for me and gave me the really cool liner as he was voicing the voice of Gohan and the narrator, uh, topping the last three he's done three liners for me. no four now liners for me he's done one for when i did the omega fist tournament he's done uh, one as ryu he's done one as the narrator that was the first one i ever did but now he topped this one um, i love the liner that he did so thank you uh kyle bear for that as well chris battle teen titans go character designer came on earlier this year to talk about uh his new Marvel lineup, which I had, I got the T-shirt with uh, from Spider-Man from him. If you watch, look at any of the advertisements or the promos that I do on uh, Instagram at Daxavier underscore Josiah, you'll all, or even on the ACMG Facebook group, you always see that picture of me wearing, rocking his uh, Spider-Man shirt. Awesome guy. He's uh, been on twice, and uh, I can't be grateful enough to have him on. The biggest group of guests that i have had this year bar none though comes in the form of the cast of naruto shippuden um this one is just without a doubt the uh, you know it equals it equals the the live panel that i had the the virtual q a my very first virtual q a panel that i've ever done and it was crazy because i was you know working with the rdc world crew and you know molly and lisa and her manager and partner and um love those two absolutely love those two not only just for being good friends but for giving me opportunities that they have and having faith in me and you know and supporting me of everything that I've done um you know it's because of them that I was able to host that show with the entire with not the entire cast of Naruto shipping in but the some of the well-known elite you know actors on that show for, for instance quentin flynn uh who was on air tony oliver brian donovan who we actually you know had to i got to interview him even after that um on a exclusive mary elizabeth mcglynn uh who is awesome she was the actor director of naruto Shippuden. and she's also uh syrian on mortal Kombat 11 and just plenty 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 more sh- um projects the one and only steve bloom i got a chance to you know talk with steve bloom on this this was awesome uh, he is also awesome he is also um, they uh, engaged to marry um, elizabeth mcglynn as well and those two are just fantastic also ah uh, this one right here tara platt <laughs> who plays tabari on uh, naruto but also is yuri Wantanabe on spider-man along with her husband yuri loenthal the one and only sasuke uchiha aka peter parker spider-man and the marvel's spider-man video game been so dying to have to have all of those people in all in one pot is just amazing along with my former previous guest and i got to have got a chance to talk with him again tom Givis, shikamaru uh naru awesome guy he's just such a great guy if you got a chance to hear the interview i had with him i've had an exclusive with him and then i got a chance to talk with him again on the panel just terrific and then last but certainly not least my great friend molly flanagan aka naruto aka the um the co-star of a brand new abc comedy pilot that will be coming out soon and i'm looking forward to checking that out molly flanagan just i mean since we've met since we met, which by the way, it was, I think it's been like four years because we met right around the time when Trump was elected and we connected since then. And we vibe since then. She let me into her world. It's just been an awesome ride. She's given me so much. Oh, excuse me. Oh, geez. She, I'm sorry. She's gave me, she's given me so much in terms of, you know, just opportunity, friendship, um, guidance, support, I, I I swear to goodness, the Hokage is legit. She is just—I mean, not only just the iconic voice of one of the one of the legendary anime characters of all time, but outside of that, she is legendary. One of the most best people in my world right now, and I just couldn't thank him enough. I mean, and it just a special thanks to a lot of people, and you know, I mentioned Lisa hammett you know, her manager and partner um molly great thanks just great thanks to both of them you know they both have looked out for me so much um not just this year but prior years too you know as far as you know working with them for my for my uh, company and brand you know we working together for promotional things um i also work with yuri and tara as well and um in danielle kennedy as well you've seen her in a lot of shows rather on especially in abc and um in NBC shows as well um so I, I you know just getting a chance to get to know her meeting all the her people in her circle and everything it's just been awesome um you know shout out to Mega Rand for you know just being all supportive if I need something he he's there I could just text him away he's there um Podbean shout out to Podbean who you know houses Talk Time Live and they promoted us this year and you know highlighted us this year we got a lot more listeners and, and and subscribers this year because of them so thank them rdc world for having their dream con event and i which led to me being a part of that and being a part of the uh the actual q a for that and you know that was just one of the talk line talk time live highlights of the show i just absolutely love it so thank those brothers um those guys always do some really cool fun entertaining things out there definitely go out of your way to check out rdc world out there and um gotta give gotta give some love to my uh colleague and friend my college friend from back in the day Kimberly Lewis who is somebody that I've known like we've went to college together we actually technically used to live together like they her her um ex-boyfriend and a whole bunch of our other old friends all stayed in my house which I've rented out to them you know way back in, in the 2000s in the early 2000s after my mom passed away we just you know started at least you know subletting uh, you know rooms and everything to them and we all been connected since and she has moved on to do some really great things working with NBC and and um doing a lot of great things for them and she's worked with me on certain things for you know ACMG uh, the op- if you watch any of the the uh openings of my exclusive she did the openings for that so that was pretty cool um she 3d'd my Talk time live logo and such so i mean she's just been awesome whenever she can come in it's just been great but last but definitely not least my big major major thanks to tasha and London Jennings of Benchmark Outdoors uh Tasha Jennings is a member of the ACMG Facebook group and her and her husband own a few um you know promotional um billboards in the Texas area and when one of the biggest losses that we had in 2020 to one to hit people extremely hard I think you know as a wrestling fan Brody Lee was the was a big hard hitter for wrestling fans um because it was very similar to this one uh it was way young and it's just out of nowhere Chadwick Boseman for you know pop cultural fans from um mainstream uh, you know pop culture that was a unexpectedly huge hit and I think that one just turned it really made a difference as to what big of a deal it was um for 2020 in terms of loss that was huge and we at ACMG wanted I you know I I always do tributes like this unfortunately but I did and when I did the tribute graphic for Tasha absolutely loved what I've done and in turn, wanted to do something in return, not only just for ACMG, but to honor Chadwick Bozeman because of the impact that we had, that, that he has had on us. She offered to put, for me to create a graphic that optimizes on a billboard. And, and not only just one billboard, like at least four or five billboards or something of that nature in Texas. And it's awesome. I got a chance to, uh, she actually got a chance to take a picture of it. And it just moved me because never in my dreams have I thought that I would have a. And honestly, I did think of having a billboard, so as some form of fashion. I didn't think it would ever happen, and it happened. And it I couldn't have found a better reason to do it, but to have it in honor of Chadwick Boseman. And I can't thank neither of them too enough. And with anything that I can tell you, 2020 has taught us and it is proof from this actions is that people of all creeds colors philosophies politics can actually come together to do something special Now, that something special was acmg and it was talk time live people of every facets of cultures and orientations all coming together colors races all that coming together to create something special and if it could happen here it could definitely happen here so let's make that happen in 2021 shout out especially to all of the listeners supporters voters and members of all things anime comics movies games for helping make 2020 definitely a year to remember not just the negative stuff but the positive stuff as well and we will keep it going till i can't (laughs) okay and even if i can't i need you guys to keep it going So let's just definitely make it happen. It's now or never now forever. And we've proven that we can do it. So that will do it for this course of the show. We're going to take a break, come back. And when we do, we're going to talk the best of 2020 winners and the results based on the votes of the ACMG Facebook group. We're going to do that right after this. TalkTimeLive.com. provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Talk, Time Live!
1: This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto, and you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Believe
0: it! Do it. And now, it's time for our Talk Topic of the Week. Ready? Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with our Talk Topic of the Week, and it is our Best of 2020 votes. Our highlight show that we do every year where our ACMG members get a chance to vote on what they felt was the best of in terms of anime, comics, movies, games, and other forms of fandom as well. So, this year alone we of course we cover all those uh the four uh our four favorite fandoms I should say but also other categories as well such as a new category this year uh best streaming network I don't believe that I've done this before in the prior years but uh streaming networks have been a significant form of entertainment this year because everybody's quarantined and they need to watch something uh that will keep them you know sane if you will it's a grief between this streaming networks and gaming i think that they have been the biggest forms of entertainment this year for our COVID era you know to keep us in because you know we're not in theaters anymore um or nor we should and some theaters are open but the majority of the country if not the world are quarantined in and you know now we're getting shutdowns again so this is hurting movie theaters even more with that said, uh a lot of, you know, movie a lot of the movies that were supposed to come out this year have now resorted to streaming networks. Um we just saw Wonder Woman 84. Uh we just talked about that and that was one of the first of many WB movies that will be appearing on HBO Max. Uh we also have Mulan and other, you know, exclusive uh movies like Soul that was supposed to be in theaters and now they're going straight to the streaming networks for to watch. So that is gonna be a thing. And then we also got all the Marvel content that is coming soon this January. So that means WandaVision is gonna be coming out and then shortly after a whole bunch of other movies that are gonna be coming out. Uh or show or TV shows gonna be coming out soon too and um we'll see if they're gonna be putting out uh Black Widow in theaters or Disney Plus. They they're looking for August or something of that nature. Uh, for that and then spider-man is coming out in december so we'll see how whether we're going to get the vaccines all in and you know there's some complications with that too so but streaming networks have been a big force in in terms of our entertainment this year uh so we got that as a category as well we also have live action tv series so there's seven different categories this year that we're going to be talking about that our acmg members have voted so of course, we're gonna go on the order based upon the our, our brand. So we're gonna start with anime this year. And it was a lot of anime that came out in 2020, despite the fact that COVID hit. And if you guys have even gotten a chance to check out the Naruto panel that I mentioned, um, if you haven't, if you're new to the show, I highly recommend you go on to TalkTimeLive.com. Or you go into your streaming networks, you should be able to find it. It was around July. Uh I do have it on talktimelive.com The both I had you know it's funny. I don't think I have the video version on Talk Time Live. And if that's not the case, I'm gonna post the video version of the live QA that we had during the summer involving the cast of Naruto shipping in So if you're a Naruto fan, get ready. Um, we're gonna we're gonna look out for you and make sure it's up there uh but in that in that panel in that q a panel that i hosted one of the conversations that we had was how the actors are able to do voice acting while not in the studios and a lot of them have what is called closet studios some of them are literal like like literally they're in the closet doing voiceovers because they need sounds it's a known thing if you're if you're an actor uh, or if you know about voice acting and stuff, it's a known thing. They actually do voiceovers in closets, and then to some extent, and I say in the case of Steve Bloom, he actually does have a studio that he's considered calling his um, his. his uh, Closet studio as well, and it's awesome. He actually showed a picture of it at the Naruto panel as well. Uh, who else has that? I believe Tony Oliver has also uh, had a studio built by his wife, as he explained on the uh, in the in uh, in the QA. So it, it's just awesome ways that they're being able to uh, innovate their way to doing voice quality. So if you own Funimation, if you own a Funimation app and you're listening to any of the new shows that are out right now. Nine chances out of ten they're doing it, and these guys are consummate professionals, and if it doesn't sound like it, you can't even tell sometimes that they're actually doing their voices from a closet. Steve Bloom even does it better he I, he was doing motion capture in his in his house, in his home in his studio while a producer apparently was out front at his you know they were totally doing it covet safe and you know doing covet you know restrictions and everything and, and, and going in code for health purposes but he was able to do they were able to do motion capture at his house. The producer had a set they're all in California by the way so this is how this is being able to happen. <laughs> and you know he was able to do this. So I mean like you you'll hear all that in the Naruto panel. But you know it was a lot going on for this year so they had to a lot of them had to go about it in a different way um you know do things differently than they never had a chance to do and i would dare say if anybody was more successful and um when it comes to acting voice actors stayed in business this entire time in COVID. you know because of the ability to do what they can do at home and still make it sound absolute excellent quality you can't even tell In in this case, so kudos to all them because they kept us entertained with with a lot of great anime this year, especially Funimation. Um, but the votes there was a lot of votes that was coming in this year, but the biggest vote that came in for anime that was voted on by the members of ACMG was, in fact, My Hero Academia, and I totally understand that why I totally respect that vote, and it was one of my votes as well. They got the vote for multiple votes as well but the majority went into my hero academia i mean why not during the course of covid they had a new season they came out they followed by they had a new game uh in one justice two that also came out and it also included the english cast there as well so you add that marketing uh momentum to that and then the follow-by you had two heroes which was the f- uh, follow-up you know movie to their you know that came out this year as well um i believe it came out rather before covid or no it came out during covid uh right at the beginning of covid if i'm correct and they were still not shutting down all the theaters but it was only playing in select theaters at at best so like it just released on digital quite uh just recently and you didn't get a chance to see it but i got a chance to see it and review it i loved it and you know to those who did get a chance to see it i understand why my hero academia is not only the torchbearer of of shows like naruto and dragon ball z and bleach but it it deserves to be at this level now because it is getting better and better every single time so i respect that answer uh i respect all the votes whether I you know vote on them or not um but it's it's just it's been awesome ride for the, uh for uh, my hero academia so i'm looking forward to that new season when it finally arrives on funimation as well so uh next category is best us animated series there were a lot of great us animated series and this is both this ranges from uh kid to adult animated series as well so this was you know family guy was in there um, duncanville was also in there as well uh you know bob's burger all that but you had also uh, other tv shows as well uh in that category that you see in normal saturday morning car or you know cartoon network or whatever like that archer or fx and stuff like that but and i knew this was going to happen because this was their final season uh i they went out with a bang from what I heard. I haven't I'm now re-watching this show mostly because of the Mandalorian. So you know where I'm getting at with this? The fans voted for best US animated series, Star Wars Clone Wars. Especially because of the final season I heard was so great. People loved it. I, I me, I started watching, I watched Clone Wars when it first came out. And this is how I discovered that I'm not a hardcore Star Wars fan as much as I would like to be i'm more of a casual fan and i think a lot of it have you know had a lot to do with the inconsistency with the um universe with the narrative that they had over the years um with the episodes one two and three which didn't click for a lot of people so it kind of turned uh, people away during that time but you know St- star wars clone wars played a big factor in this and a lot of it had to do with their director. Um, who also direct and i forget i gotta get his name too because he not only was a major factor and um in these in the series but he was also a major factor in the actual uh mandalorian show as well so dave uh filoni you know he he's the one that was spearheading the entire thing with uh for what i hear of with clone wars uh in terms of writing and directing i believe so I, he plays a big he's he's the one that drove this hair and then he continued off by creating one of the best episodes of the mandalorian that they ever had to date um when he when he had um As- asuka tano in there asuka tano in there so um man it it, I, I understand why so now i'm rewatching it because when i watched it it was a very slow paced series and a lot of it they kind of went away with just focusing on anakin and obi-wan and you know uh, uh asuka and it was mostly episodes about the clones themselves which to me was like okay it's for me it was kind of boring i'm not gonna lie it was kind of boring but uh there is a lot of story development slowly leading into Anakin doing, becoming you know Darth Um and turning into the dark side. Darth Maul finally came in, which then turned things up as well, but then other lead-ins started coming in as well. So um they they really turned it up majorly. So I i respect the vote that the ACMG members had for that one. It was no denying. I mean I, I've heard it many a times over the course of the last few years that things were getting much better for that series and star wars fans were not disappointed in that so i, I totally understand it was an overwhelming amount of votes that went for that um best comic book and manga it, it was funny too because this category you know i i added manga to it because it is still a comic uh of the albeit in japan and it was almost a, a, a two shot for my hero academia and it wasn't until the very end that a few more votes came in and the results are now here the winner for best comic manga this year goes to the teenage mutant ninja turtles i've heard a lot of buzz about the recent uh stories and sagas of teenage mutant ninja turtles and including a lot of it has to do with the latest or newest member of the group Jenny aka Jenica who the story with this and I'm interested in first of all the art the artwork in the art style for the turtles is outstanding and I forgive me cuz I don't know the artist's name but I'm intrigued especially between the the um the addition of Jenica and then the art style itself. I'm opted to really jump back into this series to read, um, and I want to start right for where Jenica came in because I, I know enough about the turtles, uh, you know, uh, story and, and sagas and narrative enough to know what's going on. So I can I can start right there. But I don't know enough about Jenica, and I do know that she was human and she had a blood transfusion because she was brutally. Uh, You know like almost at a break of death and donatello had somehow made it that she could have a blood transfusion to transfuse their mutated blood into her which then turned her into a turtle so she's not the first female turtle ever because when saban had that really ridiculous uh series out there was a uh, female character named venus damalo so they were kind of ahead of the game during the time but uh this character Jenica is said to be a really really cool character and that i understand plus the stories of teenage mutant ninja turtles when i used to read the reviews on ign and stuff like that it was it was highly praised um a lot so and to other when i looked up a lot of other categories when i started you know listing off the categories for people to vote for teenage mutant ninja turtles came up an awful lot so i i totally understand but my hero academia almost won this category as well for manga and if, for those who are confused about that yes every anime is usually based on a manga or a graphic novel that has come out before so uh it has my hero academia all of those have the right to be on this list especially if they're ongoing as well so that's why manga is on air. so um you know kudos to them and it it left me to want to check out Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles indefinite but I'm definitely going to start out with the Jenica saga so we're moving on to a very interesting year for movies and we're going to talk best movies here There, do like I said I think you know if we could say that games and streaming networks were the probably the biggest grossing this year because of COVID and they they definitely you know took advantage of the covid situation i think the in its opposite sense movie theaters are the biggest failures for covid because they it, they require an audience to enjoy everything that has happened so they took in a big fall and in some theaters actually had to shut down we had remember if you listen to the show for years on end you know that i live blocks away a walk away from a theater cinemark that cinemark has not been open since and i don't know what in the hades is going to happen to that actual theater it's sad and when i talk about it and i also mention what was the last movie you saw live a lot of people who didn't want to take the risk to go during COVID never went and the last thing i think the last movie that people possibly could have seen was the winner of this year and this i say the re, i will say this the winner of this year i think won by default and by significance i am totally okay with this vote i voted for this myself um but i think if this was i think if had this not been a quarantine covet era this might not have won i think there were a lot of great movies that were scheduled to come out in theaters that didn't and it was affected and it was postponed to next year and it was heavily affected um and it is unfortunate but with that said this movie was not only best movie of the year for the acmg fans but i would even add on a big surprise for people ladies and gentlemen best movie of 2020 voted by the members of acmg is none other than sonic the hedgehog you know i was expecting some blowback when i posted the results of this because you know where this all the people that is voted there are also people who normally don't vote and then sometimes they don't see the, that there's a voting and when they see this they sometimes get pissed off and then you got to give the you gotta you gotta clap back at them and say like well dude if you didn't vote that's whose fault is that <laughs> there was no debate no blowback about this decision. And I think a lot of it is because nobody thought that this movie was going to be as good as it was, as it turned out to be. Um, a lot of it has to do, I believe, with the, thank goodness, the change in the uh, character design for Sonic. You know, they got the artist who did Sonic Mania to come in and he created a beautiful Sonic A beautiful, realistic Sonic, CGI Sonic in this movie. And I think that played the factor as to people going to see this movie. And it was the last movie that I saw. I know I can tell you it was the last movie that I saw in theaters that was packed full of, you know, people, kids and their families. that were watching it and enjoying it. It was so damn good. And the the known thing for uh, movies based on. Video games is that they normally don't come out good. There's a there's a, a small select few movies that have made it that you can even remember off the top of your head. And whenever somebody thinks video game movies that were successful, they automatically go to Mortal Kombat, the original Mortal Kombat movie. Um, it's going to be interesting because the other one is coming, I think, in March. So they still got a lot of shoes to fill with that. We'll see if that's going to be any good. But we don't really. Arguably, people will say the Resident Evil series. I think that's a minority of people. The the movies there was a cult following, and I would say to that is, I think people settled, like literally settled, for the idea because that movie did not really go by the fanfare of what that Resident Evil was about. They had their; it was a another version of you know of uh resident evil that just happened to work because people just like the story and just like even even if it didn't really totally matched up to what was going on in the real original you know story like if you look at the movie and you look at the video game of resident evil it's it's there's a big contrast between the two and when you look at and, and now they're doing the same thing with monster hunter to an extent and i think people at this point are just tired monster hunter came out to astronomical astronomically negative reviews i mean nobody and i think a lot of that i think the fault is the decision to only put it out in theaters during this during the heavy heavy shutdown of covid right now i don't know what they were thinking but the movie just did not look good at all anyway. But you here you have Sonic. Sega. Sega's... It, one of the things that is keeping Sega alive is Sonic and Yakuza. Sonic the Hedgehog has been their marquee, uh, you know, character. Their biggest brand. The brand that has only rivaled Mario. And the one that is still staying alive after all these years. This movie... Nobody thought it was gonna be this good. The movie was not only good in terms of story and character development, but they everything made sense to how the game worked, and everything made they made every. And here's the other thing too that I loved about this movie, because I'll I'll compare this to two movies that were just like it. It it, it, That the plot is not there's no there's no nuance into the plot. It is every bit as formulaic as movies that you've seen like the smurfs the first two smurf movies and they're going way back to the he-man movie what they all have in common is you have this story and narrative where you got all these characters these marquee characters that are coming from their own universe and they're coming to earth and i don't understand why that is that formulaic storytelling is a good idea it normally does not work I liked He-Man for what it was worth when Dolph Longren did it back way back then um, but then the Smurfs did it and it didn't work for me like the Smurfs and Gargamel coming to New York and New York's always the center point of this and it always pissed me off and I'm glad it didn't do that with Sonic but it normally doesn't work out it doesn't work when you add these fictional characters to reality they did it here and somehow made it successful in a way that everything that you know about the game they made sense of it in this movie and then on top of that and i think this was a really big deal and i remember uh talking with um our acmg members about this as well and they also said the same thing jim carrey jim carrey is by far the mvp and i and James Madison uh, is in this too, and uh, a lot of great characters, a great, a great cast, I should say, is in this movie. With every great protagonist, you got to have an even greater uh, antagonist. Jim Carrey, as Doctor Eggman, aka Doctor Robotnik. I don't know how he got the the um, the inspiration to come up with this version of Robotnik, like he did. But he did exactly what he did for Batman. Uh, what is it? Batman Forever? That he did when he played the Joker, and the Joker was the best part of the reason. I mean, and not the Joker, the Riddler. I should say he played the Riddler in Batman Forever, and he was the best thing to happen. Up, it was the best thing about that movie. It was unanimously agreed that he was the best thing because Val Kilmer did that movie, and it's like Val, Val Kilmer was not the focus that everybody was checking out on in that Batman movie. It was Jim Carrey's portrayal of the Riddler, which was a very Adam West like modern take of it. But he was the he was the, he was the highlight of that movie. But if you take Jim Carrey away from that movie, that movie would have sucked. Here, you had a great cast with a great logical narrative with everything that's making sense and in in, in in matching up to what's going on in the actual video game world and he actually showed the video game world in the first few minutes of the movie which was awesome as well so that exists and other movies like that will act like that didn't exist or they could they they wouldn't have the the um to the to say to actually make that world exist in in a movie format make it and, and come bring it to life no they did but they also blended in with the real world as well so it all exists in the world so it, may, it was okay to be able to go out into the real world to make it happen because they made it exist and it may and, and then make sense out and didn't make sense of it even at that but jim carrey's role as robotic really brought it home and you add all those elements combined and you had a very fun entertainment movie. I've watched that movie so many times. I it was it was digital worthy for me. Um, I enjoyed that movie so much. Um, the, the The character who played Sonic was a uh, neat actor who played Sonic was great. Which is the same actor, I believe, he played in a lot of other Sonic projects as well. Um, I, I think he was. I don't. I'm not actually. I don't think he was. I think it was a totally new guy. Regardless, tremendous. It, it was we normally have also the surprise of 2020 i would also add a subcategory winner as the surprise of 2020 but like i said it only i think it won by default because a lot of blockbusters that was supposed to come out this year did not come out i believe uh black widow was definitely one of them and who knows black widow could possibly have been the winner had that come out uh this year um the eternals i don't know if the eternals were supposed to come out this year i don't i i have reason to believe it, it was supposed to or something of that nature that didn't come out this year a lot of other movies got postponed to next year tenant i'm surprised i didn't get it as well we also had the five bloods we had some netflix movies that came out this year but for some reason and, and you got to understand our target audience at acmg are fans of anime comics movies and games i mean that's just it i mean so When they got to see something that they enjoyed and our demographic is is, uh, in a range of maybe 20 to 45, maybe. And you got people who grew up with Sonic and to see that Sonic have such great attention to detail and all the stuff, especially with the new redesign. Like I said, I I get why this won, but I I honestly it won to me as much as I agree that this should have won. Because of the circum, due to the circumstances, is because of the circumstances that it did win, and I think is it's quite possible that other movies that were heavily that could have been heavily promoted and marketed possibly could have won this as well. So you know, congratulations to Sega, because now we get in a sequel. Much deserved, and it's going to have is rumored to have uh, Knuckles, and definitely it's going to have Tails because Tails was at the very end of the uh, movie as well. And I remember being in the theaters when Tails came out and saw how excited the kids were to see Tails come out, which really is more of a credit to the parents because Sonic and Tails, you know, the whole Sonic the Hedgehog series is really. it's it's like 20-30 years old and I know they haven't had that that many Sonic games out so the fact that the kids were really not only knew who Tails was but excited and that you heard them like oh my god it's Tails and I, I, I was so enjoying seeing that I'm like great job parents great job so I mean that spoke volumes right there so you know congratulations to them best game the biggest form of entertainment in 2020 now this is why I love the ACMG Facebook group itself. Because there were a lot of great games. A ton of great games. A lot of them, you know, in a, you know it, when you talk about the Game Awards, Hades was one of the big highlights. Um, Final Fantasy was one of the big highlights of, of the year when it when that came. But The Last of Us 2, arguably, so many, was the one of the biggest highlights this year. I didn't play the game for whatever reason. I'm just not a fan of that type of survival type of game like that. Um, But, you know, it got a lot of praise from the media. Uh, Mixed reviews from a lot of the actual players itself. But, you know, I think when it comes to narrative, uh, that really played a factor. But, you know, there was a lot of games that came out this year. One of the most anticipated games, two of the most anticipated games this year, I should say actually got the win from our acmg members we got a tie and i believe we get a tie every single year there's always a tie i think last year was a, a tie for um anime and i think dragon ball super may have been one of the uh winners of last year uh, along with another anime that came out uh, last year so um that was it but this year game there's a tie in the game world and i am extremely happy for the two games that got voted uh equally because these two games are significant in their own right um both of them provided a message a statement made by sony that needed to be heard it was all about representation with these two games it was all about acknowledging that we exist and i say we i mean uh my community the black community the uh and the lgbtq community as well and the in the latino community these two like sony le- legit said a statement and said that look we're, we're not going to have it here we're fighting for worth here we're showing worth here the first one that i'm going to mention is a game that was 23 years in the making i was extremely excited and anticipating for this game when it came out and this game came out and like literally in the right time it was one of the only games to come out that were able to come out during the COVID beginning of COVID uh, they had to stop production because in factory so digital was the only re- way you could play this game at the time uh, with only a few people getting the physical version Final Fantasy 7 remake was one of the winners this year for a lot of reasons we've waited forever for this when it was announced when it was coming out three years ago it was brought out to tears not only by my, from myself, but from many people. There's YouTube clips of people crying at the announcement at E3 for this announcement. It's one of the best E3s in years. And we waited and wanted for this game to come out. This game also proves that patience is a virtue. Because not only just we waited 23 years, but after the announcement, we had, I think, two or three more years to wait for this game and square enix is known i think i think there's going to be a time there's a time that people always got mad at square enix for taking too long to come out with games i think after this year when it comes to games like marvel avengers and recently cyberpunk 2077 which you could praise their pc release all you want if this game is released for multiple platforms and it doesn't play fluently on multiple platforms that is a fail which is why that game was not even added neither marvel avengers or cyberpunk 2077 was even added to the list and there was nobody arguing about that at all there was talk about no blowback there was no blowback for either of those two games uh, as far as anybody making a case to, for them to be in the voting at all nobody so but what you have here is one game that not only came out to great fan service to much to uh, ins- astro- insane amount of um, anticipation but when it came out it did not disappoint they rewrote a totally i want to say totally new um, you know story but they managed to just rewrite it to stretch out a little bit more a minority of people didn't like the rewrite but majority of people absolutely enjoy this game which is why it became you know the role-playing game of the year I think it, it it was also nominated game of the year and in my eyes this game definitely was my game of the year so I I do agree with this and what made it so great even more is the message that they had which really heavily celebrated the LGBT community uh, in so many ways, and, but not only that, it also, it was the one of the first games that I saw so much representation in the community. The NPCs that were in there, the non-playable characters, I should say, that were in Midgard or in other cities. Black, Latino, white, ever, just everybody there. And it let me tell you how much I appreciated that. Because I played a lot of games. I play we, I play just as many games as all of you. I, I can't claim whether I play more or less, but I play a lot of games. and those a lot of those open world games, you don't really see a lot of us even in the even in the background. Not only did you see main characters like Barrett and and, and other characters that were you know people of color or whatever that were you know being focused on, whether it was main story or side story but just all the non-playable characters in the community which is there and just a a smorgasbord of different colors races flavors whatever you want to call it just living life and going through a lot of tragic period when when you talking about going through um the situation with um the shinra corporation which by the way also what was great about this game is that there was it was right on time because the shinra corporation really did remind it was it was the shinra corporation was uh fantasy based on reality and i'll just leave it at that <laughs> um the music score of the game was so awesome that they sold it separately and that i have the um i have the uh, the actual uh, soundtrack myself, and it is one of the best soundtracks I've heard in years. Uh, or you know, instrumentals and stuff like that. And man, that one song that I've played over and over again that brought me tranquility and 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 uh, insanity and calm in an uncertain time. This was the we needed this game, and we got it, and it did not disappoint. You. Not only that, but the seth Rolf, uh end ga- uh battle Whew, my goodness ah uh, it didn't give us the entire series like it would the original uh but it definitely gave us a fun open-ended way but also giving us a great payoff and something more to expect now uh you know with the making of the second part of final fantasy 7 remake so i'm looking forward to it and now it's going on to the playstation 5 era so i i man i can't wait to see how that's gonna look and play on there and what you're gonna be able to do for that second one but well deserved thank you to the acmg members for that one the other one i do we really need a crystal ball to predict the obvious here and the this one made me so emotional and i've talked about this before spider-man miles morales deservingly ties with final fantasy 7 a game that made us the hero that the black and, the black and latino community feel like we're so valued and not only in terms of great gameplay open world uh you know experience character design costume design um story story i mean the story just brought it home and the message here was that we matter and it it was subtle in the beginning but it got it became more evident and then at the very end it hit you that mural that black lives matter mural i remember when i played it i'll never forget this i stopped everything that i did and i could not stop crying because I've never played a game in all my years where it just showed, yes, you, the gamer, you in the black neighborhood, you from the black community, you, the African-American. We love you. You can be a hero. We value you. The game was amazing. No pun intended. Uh, we got to hear Yuri Long, um, Yuri Longthal reprise his role as Spider-Man. The ben riley version of spider-man as i call him um but you know he got to reprise his role there but they did a great job with that game it it is near and dear to my heart the soundtrack the story the characters everybody it felt like we really matter and oh man thank you marvel thank you sony marvel always has been the forefront of uh equality and change you know shout out to you know the one and only late great stan lee who's always been you know in the forefront of equality and acceptance and, and stuff like that and they just carried it on with this game by the end you felt proud i mean and it would even more you know taking away all that they really did make crystal dynamics look really bad because that game came out in november um marvel avengers came out in september and they had a lot of problems. Miles Morales came out in November. I had a fluid gameplay both on the the uh, both the PlayStation 4 version and the PlayStation 5 version. played them both. Absolutely great experiences. I love it. It's a great experience to have if you want to play a really great, you know, game based on a comic book hero. The Spider-Man series is really doing it well. It's setting the standards on how you should make a fun experience for uh, for fans. That doesn't that gives more than it takes. And thank goodness they didn't put any loot crates or anything stupid like they did or unethical like Marvel Avengers did. There's a minority of people that will try their best to or have or have some form of uh, confirmation bias to try to defend what Crystal Dynamics have done. Nah, no, I'm sorry their methods sucked and there's a reason why they didn't win people tried to I, myself i've tried to give support to that game it just didn't it just didn't live up it just really didn't live up. and spider-man miles morales lived up every bit of way that we wanted marvel avengers to do it so so i totally endorse and respect this uh, as a tie this year for best game because they did and i'm really surprised that we didn't get the last of us the last of us did not get a lot of votes this year and i'm really surprised that i don't know what that says um as far, be, as, far as um fan fan uh critiques as opposed to media critiques but it is what it is that the votes have been set so best streaming at work we talked about this you know it's, it's done a lot this year um but we had Netflix that was going in hard. We had Amazon Prime really stepped up this year because they were one of the first streaming networks to start, you know, uh, getting the rights to movies that were supposed to be in theaters. They had Barrett, which I got to see was really funny. Um, there were some other movies that they had, but they, their lineup has been really cool, too, whether it was animated or, you know, um, actual live action movies. So, And they've come a long way. Because there was a time where people would spend like 90 bucks a year on Amazon Prime, but only, you know, use it for the shipping. But now more and more great content has come on to that. Like the adventures of um, the Marvelous Miss Maisel. Like that's not I feel like she's a superhero character for me, <laughs> even though it's not based on any superhero characters. It's a great series. Um, they have other really cool series that uh, have it on there. The Boys is phenomenal the boys is just absolutely outstanding so I I, I can see why that was definitely added on um, then you got Netflix you had the umbrella season two of the umbrella uh, corporation you had um, new series that came out as well Japan uh, Alice in Borderland just came out as well and you got these other um, you know adaptions that have come out there so they've coming out strong you had the just recently um, sabrina the adventure uh the Avenger, which by the way they really soft promoted um because the biggest hype for netflix on new year's day was in fact cobra kai season three for a obvious reason <laughs> an obvious reason um by the way i didn't mention this before but we're getting this week for talk time live we're getting like three shows because not only are you getting this show but i'm going to do a separate show that is just only focusing on my review of cobra Kai season three and we got to talk about that that absolutely has to be talked about so um that came out too um but i i did not know they, they really gave like the adventures of, the, uh, of sabrina a soft prom- promo it came out the same day uh, i'm currently watching it now just as good just as creepy just as chaotic Uh, and demonistic as you could possibly get uh with that series but there's you know netflix has got a lot of great series too but uh you also have retro crush for anime which is slowly slowly getting in the ears of people retro crush if you don't know retro crush is an anime streaming network that plays free anime uh, uh series like old ova series of like classic anime that we grew up on in the 90s when when anime became just started becoming a thing when the term anime was adopted because in the 90s there was two terms for um this form of animation in Japan it was japanimation and anime and it was going back and forth japan japanimation went out the door after a few years and then people started adopting the term anime because it was a little bit more catchier and you know, out of respect, I Japanimation sounds a little bit like we need to PC that a bit. <laughs> but anime has become a thing, so Retro Crush is a network for those who are anime fans but aren't old-school anime fans. You get to see all the shows that made us fans, and they have it all on air. So you could watch them for free with advertisements or you could pay like 5.99 a month without the ads. Plus you get other content that you don't get with the free version so it's a great deal there's a great 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 old school like bubblegum crisis and um oh violent jack and all these really cool project echo is in there like a lot of great classic 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 anime uh selections is in there um flame of Recca is all in there so that's slowly getting into the ears of otaku all around uh the around social media but you also got funimation funimation also has been on there as well you got crunchyroll you got all these forms of entertainment out right now but among all those the one that was voted best stream overwhelmingly best streaming network was in fact disney plus this year a lot of it has to do i believe with the large amount of uh, library that they had since day one that was ranging from star wars universe that was ranging from marvel uh and it's just gotten better they've organized the the uh user interface in there for that you can find categorical now uh, especially with the marvel universe uh you can now watch it through each phase and then followed by that you can watch it in the exact timeline now i don't agree with some of the uh, order of that timeline but they at least put in the effort to do it that way and then you got nat geo as well so in addition to that and pixar and uh and all the like the entire disney library as well um hbo max was also uh a heavy hitter this year too I, i can't i would be i would be remiss if i didn't mention hbo max uh they've been hitting hard they got the Watchmen uh that has been coming out they have uh the justice league that is coming out now they have all now they're scheduled to have all these um wb movies which includes um upcoming dc movies which is uh, also including uh what like the suicide squad then you got john cena's uh separate series peacemaker uh that's coming out and then the snyder cut that is going to be coming out in, uh, in, in in a few months as well then you also had wonder woman 84 whether you liked her or not it was still big deal But the voters have made it Disney Plus as the best. And I think a lot of that has to do with not only all the content that I mentioned, but on top of that, The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian, I think, really, really set the standards because this second year, this sophomore year, has been outstanding. And now, plus, we now have all the Marvel uh, series and content that has come out and all of the announcements that has been announced uh that is upcoming from both movies and disney plus in terms of um star wars and the marvel cinematic universe the phase four uh is is looking extremely strong and has got people a lot of um a hell of a lot more excited about what's to come so i knew this was coming i think if anything i think hbo max possibly would have been the second because they've come strong they know that netflix has been considered the new hbo so hbo had to show why they're hbo and i think they've done a great job so far um, especially when you talk about certain sh- like other shows like the fresh prince reunion um, which was really really good and other you know forms of movies that they got a hold of as well so matrix 4 is coming out i mean a lot of the announcements that they have for that like i said the new mortal kombat i'm looking forward to that so many good things um, that are all going to be at the you know comfort of your own home this year, so get ready for that. It's going to be an interesting 2021, tell you that. But uh, you know, kudos to Disney Plus, I'm looking forward to it. WandaVision's coming out at the end of this month, can't wait! It's going to be so awesome, so get ready for that as well. Um, and we got our final category <laughs> as we talk about um, Disney Plus best live action TV series now. Well, the question is why the question isn't why why did they vote for this winner the question is who was going to top this damn show because the acmg members once again overwhelmingly voted for the mandalorian season two you you had a i mean the sh- the, the, the 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 show was already really really great going in from the start and the finish with these great stories from these great directors, uh, headed by John Favreau and, uh, Dave Filoni. But it was, I think what really, really, you know, spearheaded it was two episodes. One was the Dave Filoni, um, directed and I believe written episode that introduced Rosario Dawson as Azoka Tano. And people went Ape. <laughs> they went banana they went crazy over not only her appearance but the character itself coming in live action form with one of the most beloved actors in the scene rosario dawson i, I can't eat to say that she killed it nailed it or knocked it out the park is an understatement she became osaka tano a and. A much more experienced Jedi this time around so this is years after the events of the Clone Wars which by the way is absolutely connected to the animated movies like the Mandalorian they decided that the Mandalorian that was connected to star wars clone wars which is connected to all the movies which is connected to the comic book series everything is connected or the graphic novels everything is connected like whatever happens the events that happens in the comic book is going to happen in the mandalorian is going to be mentioned in the mandalorian the events that happens in the clone wars back and forth all of it is connected it's amazing it is so so still i tell you what it is the one thing that i can say that not even marvel has done yet and and you know they connected all the movies to the tv shows uh, that they had which was awesome but they don't they don't have the animated series connected together that those are the things that they decided not to connect they i mean there's what they did with john favreau and the rest of those guys have done for the marvel, marvel Cin- cinematic universe is a template of what a lot of other companies have tried to do and no other company like dc or any other uh, well let me not let me let me that's not true uh greg berlanti and the CW have done a phenomenal job with the arrowverse series but their formula is clearly based on what the marvel cinematic universe has done so it's like you know when in rome do it and you create your own success from that and they, that's what they've done but nobody like dc films for some reason which is separate and not connected to the Arrowverse I don't understand why they don't want to you know pull the trigger on that one well actually let me rephrase that they did finally do that uh, in Crisis on Infinite Earth. so they're different universes but they're still connected because of the multiverse I get it but I still say that they would have been more successful giving the Arrowverse the not to do a actual live action motion picture and give them that experience because Greg Belanti and Belanti Productions have done so great with that uh dc films not so much not not nearly as much on that note but John Favreau is doing it again and he's doing it with the Star Wars universe he's done the same thing that he's done with the Star Wars universe as they did with the Marvel Cinematic Universe that episode connected everything together so fluidly and so greatly it may, it reinvigorated me as a Star Wars fan and that's why I'm watching Clone Wars once again and, and going into that, and just trying to get through the the slow pace season to get to the the much anticipated seasons that everybody got so hot for, and not only that, you you every week, every week from that point, they were trying to top it. I it was funny, it was really funny because they. Um, it reminded me of when Agents of Marvel's Agents of Shield first came out, the first season, and it was very slow-paced too. But it wasn't until the episode that tied in to Captain America: The Winter Soldier, when Hydra, you know, when it came out, that came to find out that you know members of Hydra was uh, compromised within uh, Shield, and it turned everything around for that show. And that show has been every episode from that point has been great. And here you have John Favreau doing it again. Well, Josh Whedon actually deserves credit for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in that aspect. But, this, you know, they're all in the same game. But the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they're doing the same thing now. Where you had this episode which kind of opened the doors for everything. And opened the floodgates for everything. And every episode after that just gave even better and it's not to say that the episodes before that was uh, better they were great but now just really it stepped up the level to a even exponential level and then and the season finale which by the way also included not only gina carano legendary mma fighter gina carano but also one of the baddest women in wrestling and and in wwe sasha banks like i'm not a wwe fan anymore but it doesn't mean i'm not a fan of the talent in wwe sasha banks is that boss legit and when you i never thought in my life that i would see sasha banks in a star wars uh project not only just in there but she she gave a tornado ddt to of all people bubba fett (laughs) okay and then on top of all that we knew that a jedi was coming uh when when uh grogu which by the way we finally got baby yoda's actual name in that uh osaku tono uh tono episode not only did we know that a beacon that he let out a beacon for a jedi to come we were all wondering who that jedi was going to be and i'm like you know disney and marvel has not let us down in terms of getting us really big names and big payoffs if you guys remember in agents of shield at the end of agents of shield we got actually nick fury we got samuel l jackson and i think two movie in two episodes of agents of shield like who'd have thought that we got samuel l jackson in a in a live action tv series they paid that man a lot of money to do that episode so he could connect to the actual show I mean, to the actual movies on freaking real. Okay. And I'm looking at this. I'm like, no, they couldn't. Could it be Mark Hamill? Could it be Luke Skywalker? Not only was it Luke Skywalker, it was the Jedi, the return of the Jedi Luke Skywalker. They totally did the CGI. Uh, I forgot what the, the, the technology, the term of the technology that they used to, uh, you know do the fountain of youth effect to uh them but we got luke skywalker in return of the Jedi form because if you guys don't know i didn't know until somebody told me the mandalorian is based on the events after return of the jedi and before the new version where ray and all the other um, characters come in and uh man that blew up the internet so big I, 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 I did the Wayne and Garth, we're not worthy <laughs> bow. And it was just awesome. You cannot top this season. And that is why I did not I, I did not need a crystal ball, predict the obvious once again, that the Mandalorian was going to win this. There was no way. I, and there was a lot of great, like I said, um, the Umbrella Corporation was great. Um, there's a lot of great, you know, the boys was really, really great. You can't top what what the man Lenorian did you know john favreau all the directors uh dave filoni did absolutely phenomenal this year and oh man and um giancarlo esposito as Go- uh, moff gideon can we talk about that i mean like he when is he not a good villain in any show like you, would if you saw what he did in school days and then in breaking bad you knew it was going to be a no-brainer that he was going to be a great antagonist for this series and i am looking forward to seeing what he's going to be doing in the next seasons and on from there so great great job i mean if all else you got to appreciate with all of these forms of fandom that we had has done um i can't think any of the studios and all the hard work that anybody has ever done in 2020 has done because they had a a really really huge task of trying to keep up the form of entertainment for us during these really crazy times and uh I I, I can't I can't thank them enough um which is why I was so appreciative to be a part of the Naruto panel because this was during a time and, and all the most of the people who attended that virtual panel were my people which I thought was awesome and we were going through a lot when we seen our people fall and die brutally and mentally that really does something mentally, no matter what age you are. So to, to have these type of forms of entertainment in the gaming world and anime world, um, even in the movie world and live act, like just uh, ways to take us away from reality for a little bit during, while we're quarantined, while we're trying to keep safe and alive, for goodness sake, thank you to everybody who put in that hard work thank you to everybody who's ever been on this show thank you to all of you out there who were supportive of everything that happened positive in 2020 in terms of our favorite fandoms so we got through it let's have a better year a better year of everything a better year of anime a better year of comics especially comics. comics need to make a big comeback we need we need something spicy for comics to make a comeback in full force we need i'm waiting for the 90s boom period for comics um looking hopefully to see movies again in theaters with and, and enjoy it with everybody and enjoy a great time hopefully you know when um black widow comes out later on this year we'll all hopefully be almost back in order i'm really hoping for it because i we need we need our comic conventions back we need our theaters back we need it all back but we in order to do that folks it can't just happen it can't just you know magically happen we have to make it happen and in order to do that we need to work together to make sure that we're doing the right things to make it happen that means putting away your your um your entitlement your spoiledness we need to take all of that away we need to be responsible we need to be you know heroes to some cases and to be a hero you have to do the right thing so let's do it let's just do it folks that will do it for this special edition episode of talk time live thank you guys so very much as i said i'm going to be doing double triple duty this uh week because uh the next episode i'm going to be doing is a talk time live prime episode as we review season three of cobra kai which will probably happen tomorrow tuesday or whatever um but man do we got a lot to talk about with that season i've been through it i've been through all what eight or ten episodes of that and i'll just leave it at that (laughs) so not only are we going to do a review Cobra Kai season three the much anticipated Cobra Kai season three I am also finally going to review Cobra Kai the video game I've been playing that I've played that for a long time ago and like dude yeah there's a lot to talk about with that game too so our next select start our first select start episode of 2021 this week will be the review of that plus whatever news that we get from there so thank you everybody who is uh giving me the opportunity to be a voice to be the voice for our community whether it's the black community whether it's the gaming community whether it's the otaku community um the comic community whatever thank you to everybody once again thank you to all our guests i'm looking forward to seeing who's going to be coming this year seeing what i'm going to be able to do this year i don't care about topping it off i just care about being able to have an experience um just learning just enjoying and all the guests that has come by and all you know all the people who get into just enjoy this show so let's see what 2021 bring us god willing we will keep this going and keep it growing and hopefully that you will do so do also please let everybody know about this show let them know where you can find it you can go out of your way and find it on a plethora of different formats such as spotify iheartradio Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Podbean, TuneIn, aka Amazon Music, and Audible, I believe, as well as well as Pandora, as well as Pocket Cast. There's not a not a one place that you can't find ACMG presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. So, thank you, and of course, last but not least talktomelive.com where you'll always get all the updated episodes previous episodes and a place to check out the exclusive episodes especially on the exclusive page so check it out and you get the chance to listen to all of your favorite and anim- uh actors uh comic book writers artists everybody in here just thank you know this is the place to be you know what i mean so definitely go out of your way to check it out there thank you guys so very much and that will do it for this episode so on behalf of myself this is dax Xavier josiah saying learn to let go live life and love all things anime comics movies and games this is acmg presents talk time live i am out of here happy new year and let's make it happen take care